0: Frataloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1153, September 18th, 2023. 93 degrees on this day in 1891, and 33 degrees on this day in 1991. I wonder if that was speaking to the arrival of that Halloween blizzard. We must have had a cold uh, late summer and fall in 1991. Hail the Flashlight King! Hail you! And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner. Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop. John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your Flashlight King, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Sushur. We're joined in the studio by Dave Titus and Imran Ali. Dave
1: is the... Well, you say it, Dave. I am the president of the Minnesota Police and Peace Officers Association.
0: And Imran Ali is your general counsel. Correct. And Dave uh, and Imran are here because let's get to the bottom of the school resource officer controversy, which has been compelled by, if I understand it correctly... New language in the law that virtually breaks down the human body into an anatomical chart saying what a police resource officer can do or how a police officer can hold a student or interfere or break up a fight, and what do you guys contest about this?
1: Well, you want, I'll start. How about that, Imran? Here's really what it does it's very simple. This created Two different standards for use of force. All right. So now if I'm a contracted officer within a school district, I cannot use the same standard of force that an officer outside that building can. So in a sense, and giving credit to the uh, blame police chief, a cop in a school will now at times have to call a cop in order to enforce uh, an arrest or law
0: what is the what
2: is the use of force law outside the school building well i mean it's changed and i think when we talk about it we have a statute that's been in place for decades uh in 2020 during the special session uh it was amended and that amended had limitations on force, mm-hmm. and those limitations restrained uh, or restricted chokeholds or any other compression technique that would interfere with someone's airways.
0: Chokeholds and compression techniques are prohibited in and out of the schools. Is that in and,
2: correct? In and out of the schools, and again, this is something that happened in a special session in 2020. Our officers now have been trained. Our policies are now reflective of that change. This takes it one step further. And I think as you articulated it, it's changed the standard, Mm -hmm. right? And so now we have two standards, one in school, one out of school. And really, if you look at the specifics of the language, you're right. Because now a student resource officer or somebody contracted with the district can only use limbs as a mode of restraint. Explain that. So the way that they defined what is a compressive restraint mm-hmm. is anything that puts pressure, and they list a, n- a number of areas that make sense. The neck makes sense.
0: We're all in agreement. Let's lay off those things.
2: Lay off those things. This goes a step further and talks about sternum, yep.
1: back, stomach, or torso.
0: Would that prohibit a bear hug?
2: It would prohibit a bear uh, hug.
1: You know, something I was taught in, in kindergarten and wrestling down in Stuartville. Right. I cannot use as a cop, as an SRO, you know, in the school for use of force. I mean, this is is training that we receive long before we become an officer. And in my case, for the last 30 years, use of force is trained every year, correct? We have to go through, we have to stay accredited for our post license. Now that training and policy is no longer valid within the scope of a contracted school employee.
0: So what are we going to do? What are we just lucky so far that no one's been hurt in the school? The clock is ticking.
2: Well, I mean, I, I, and I, I think one of the thing things maybe your listeners don't know about is that even in the last week, uh, I've counted uh, at least a half dozen officers have been injured mm-hmm. uh, in schools.
0: Why are some schools allowing or, or contracting SROS and some aren't? Why are some going for it?
1: Uh, Well, that's a a great question, because um, I can tell you that I would not work as an SRO in a school district under a contract, okay? Mm -hmm. And as a chief, if I were a chief, I would not put my officer inside that school under a contract. Um, All the liabilities being held by that individual police officer, and believe me, and I want to make sure this is perfectly clear, we believe very strongly that there needs to be officers in schools. Right. Absolutely, 100%. We we support that. We think it's a very positive thing. It builds relationships. And those relationships minimize problems. Right. right, Like uh, a great cop in St. Paul, Mark Ross. He's the president of the St. Paul Police Federation. He was an SRO in Como. Right. He went to high school in Como. Right. He went to college in Hamlin. Right. And he became an SRO in Como High School. Right. He had relationships with students and staff. He knew who the troublemakers were, and he always said 98% of the kids there in Como want to learn and have a, a safe environment to do so. Right. The other 2% maybe are troublemakers, and even those kids want help. Everybody talked to Mark, right? And he was able to solve problems before they started. It's all about relationships. So we are firm believers that cops need to be in those schools, and that part is being missed in this debate.
0: Let's get back to the question. Why are some schools having SROs? Are they, are they taking a risk? Are those SROs taking a risk?
1: Okay, let, let, as a cop? Working in a school, I'm taking all the risk. Right, all the liabilities are on me. I can be sued, I can be criminally charged, and I can uh, face post board sanctions because maybe I use the force that is proper that I've been trained with for the last 30 years, but now all of a sudden it changes in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. and I can't use that same force. I am going to get dinged somehow, some way, right? So, the chiefs that do this there are probably a number of reasons. And these are what I have heard. One, they believe that the safety uh, of the students and the staff to have a cop in there in case there is uh, a a catastrophic uh, situation outweighs uh, what the possible liabilities are with this new law. Now, granted, keep in mind, the liabilities are held by the officer. I understand that. The other issue is budgetary. So, many schools uh, uh, and departments that reach a contract for an SRO, the school district will pay 50 to 100 percent of that officer mm-hmm. to be in that school district. So, all of a sudden, this law is uh, now recognized. By uh, the police departments, roughly what was it, five six weeks ago, and we have this short time span to figure out. All right, we have maybe two three cops that are being paid for by the school district. That is a huge impact on our police department budget. Mm-hmm. So, what do we do with that? You know, do we lay off cops in order to pull these cops back out? It, there's all kinds of factors, but budget is definitely one of them. One factor that should not fall into this is politics. This mm-hmm. is not a political debate.
0: What can an SRO do right now to stop a violent confrontation between students and not get sued?
2: Well, under the law right now and the guidance we got from the attorney general uh, a few weeks ago is that if the officer or student resource officer is confronted with a situation where they can prevent imminent bodily harm or death, they can then intercede. But the difficulty is when you look at reality, not a law school exam, but reality, is that you're going to have situations where there are people where it may not rise to a level of imminent bodily harm. And so then the officer has to wait, and we've seen this happen in a school last week, wait until one punch is thrown, and then they can then adhere to the law. Or, as we've seen also last week, officer either being bit or struck, and then now because it's there. And so it's this, it's a law school hypothetical exam versus reality. And reality is, is that those situations are fluid. Those situations require a thoughtful response from a student resource officer. And one of the tools of de-escalation are to restrain Mm -hmm. and separate. Right. And that's now being taken away.
0: But I think the public uh, to a great extent is saying, well, why can't these officers just handle everything calmly like why is this a controversy why is this new language in the law a controversy can't we trust these officers to be uh restrained i i gotta think that sometimes these officers find themselves in hellacious conditions uh it's a shame that we're having this conversation but the truth is you had a kid stabbed to death at harding last year the the, uh, the, the the prospect of violence in a school is not unrealistic. Uh, that horse left the barn, I don't know what, you can put an arbitrary date on it, but a long time ago. And so now school resource officers are reality. How do you deal with the public response that says, these cops want too much. They just want to go in there and choke kids. They don't want to show restraint. They want to be tough guys or tough women. I personally don't believe that, but is that what you're dealing with?
2: Sure. Go ahead. Well, I'll just be quick. Show me one example, where an officer ha- in Minnesota has restrained an individual that has risen to the level of
1: unreasonable force.
0: I can't. I and personally the could not is, show you one. The
1: answer is there is none. Right. Yeah, we have to keep in mind that you know uh, there are individuals who don't want cops in schools, and there are individuals who are using rhetoric that have n- has nothing to do with this law. Right. right. This is this is not George Floyd. This right. is not about putting a knee on. And anybody's neck is not about choking. That's all done already illegal. This is all about uh, a tool that officers need in order to make an arrest more safe. Mm -hmm. Less liability for the individual being arrested, for others around, staff and students, and the cop. Classic scenario. You have four kids. They're about ready to go to it, right? They're going to fight. But we're not re- has not risen to the level yet of where uh, there's imminent you know danger of bodily harm or death, mm-hmm. and that officer's best force that one single SRO with four uh, maybe young males who are all on the football team that mm-hmm. are getting ready to go and, you know, and they're all two bill maybe that is I tell all of them hey down on the ground get down. Relax, mm-hmm. and then maybe I take him into custody without any use of force right. for whatever this you know reason may be. It is meant to make it more safe, not make it more dangerous. Right?
0: What new language are you uh, willing to? Appr- you want a special session? I take it correct. And you want to address the language in this
2: law? It's very simple. What do you want that language to say? It is really simple. Uh, there, and by the way, the language that we have submitted. From the Minnesota Police and Peace Officers Association, Minnesota Sheriff's Association, and Minnesota Chiefs of Police Association, all the same, a united message is that 60906, which is the governing statute for use of force Mm -hmm. that has been amended in 2020, that that should be the guiding principle as it relates to any conduct in or outside of a school. Okay, I get it. Because they changed it to make it different inside the school. Well, if I can just quickly talk you can do about anything that. you want they do anything you want now with the change now prior to joining Eckberg lamors as a lawyer i was a prosecutor for years in washington county you
0: had the kim potter case i had the kim potter until. case until
2: until i decided to walk away right because keith ellison took it over yeah and so keith ellison prosecuted that case and it resulted in a conviction but the important part was during the Derek chauvin trial i watched intently i watched it again since then The Kim Potter trial, I wasn't part of it because I had left, but I watched it again. There are two pieces that the prosecutors used in that case, and that's training of officers and policies in a department. Mm -hmm. And now the same people that were clamoring about having a model policy and having officers trained are the same people that put this police officer language, snuck it into an education bill, Mm -hmm. and now— that is the law without adequate training based on a different standard and not contrary to the policies because we've had to now react to this change. Mm-hmm.
1: To me, that in They're and of itself. Pulled a fast one. Yeah. They pulled a fast one. Yeah, it's very important to note that this went. This never made it through a public safety committee in any way, shape, or form, right? If this would have gone the proper channels, uh, we wouldn't be here today talking about this. They would have been knocked out. Would have Absolutely. Absolutely. Because because people who know the actual topic would have voiced their concerns and their opinion and we wouldn't be here today.
0: But, Dave, you said this isn't about politics. I would argue that it most definitely is about politics. You are facing a legislature dominated pretty much by an anti-police mentality. And uh, I think basically at the heart of this is, do you guys trust Keith Ellison and Governor Walz?
1: Well, well I, I'm not going to answer
2: that part <laughs> of it. Talk to
3: your lawyer. Um, <laughs> he no, looks I mean, to his lawyer. You have your lawyer. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I'm right here. So,
2: <laughs> well, I mean, when I think what Dave said, it's not about politics. You're right. Politics have been inserted to it mm-hmm. uh, into this. From our position, this should be apolitical. I agree. But the reality is, is that in the last few weeks, I have talked to more members, both in the House and the Senate, from the DFL, that support this language change. So it is a bipartisan issue. This isn't just a Republican, a DFL. But you're right. The landscape in those chambers definitely changed things. So you guys need the governor to call a special session because only the governor can do that. Yeah, so there's two different ways. Number one, the governor. That's the best way because now we actually can get language out of a statute that— Get safety back in our schools and puts our officers back up there. Another avenue is to have the attorney general, uh, and again, this isn't the best of scenarios, but still, under a rule in Minnesota, the attorney general can provide binding guidance mm-hmm. to, uh, to schools relating to school matters. And as of even Friday late afternoon and all throughout the weekend, I've been in communication with the attorney general himself, mm-hmm. as well as people and his staff, and we're hoping that maybe that's a bridge that gets us to february if the governor is not going to call a special session uh but quite frankly we need a special session to clear up this
0: dave in your role as the head of the federation or the association what what are you doing advising
1: police departments to not provide officers? What we are doing is, and we have been very clear on this, we have uh, been advising our members, which is rank and file officers, you know, 11,000 strong in the state, that they need to contact their labor representative and labor council on options to not work a school under a contract. Meaning, if we can convince the chiefs to not work a school under a contract, but still provide law enforcement to a school under the direction and guidance of the police chief, uh, that would be preferable. And
0: if there was no contract, the department would be paying the salary of the SRO? Absolutely. That is the
1: issue. Yes. And Uh, that is, if you've paid attention to this topic, uh, uh, this aspect of it, that is what the Ramsey County Sheriff's Office has done. Right. Provide service not under a contract. That's right. So Ramsey County are paying for it. Correct. That's right. I don't know where you go from here. I, I hopefully we can get a fixed. because I can tell you this: Imran is absolutely right. There are Democrats and Republicans that both recognize that this language is extremely problematic. I mean, they do. When I said it's not political, I meant it should not be political. Right. Um, but I can tell you this: there is a an extremist side to this issue that most likely does not want officers in a school, right? And those that group, those individuals, are holding leadership hostage. Uh, we need to overcome that because this is about officer, uh, student and staff safety. It should not be about politics. It should be not be about defunding or diminishing police presence.
0: Are there any Republican legislators holding leaders uh, hostage?
2: My answer would be no. Well, not that I'm aware of. You know? right, right. But there are
0: uh, what we call DFL legislators holding leaders hostage, they have cozied up to an anti-police movement they are they were the
1: defunders yeah, there is a list of I, the last we saw was it roughly 40. 30 some yeah. uh, um from the DFL party that were uh, opposed to any special session to rectify this.
0: But that that should not necessarily make any difference to Wall's decision. He can, despite what those 30 are saying, he can still say, I don't care what you're saying, we're having a special session.
2: Well, and I think what it really comes down to is, sure, the governor can say that, but as the governor does that, and then there's infighting within a party, nobody wants that. And so it's trying to figure out what that language is, can it pass a test mm-hmm. with even the most extreme side of that party Mm -hmm. and if it can then we call a special session just like they did several other times to pass legislation and get it done we can do it in a day we can do it in two hours right it just that process needs to start and right now we think that the language that we've provided assuages everybody's concerns all of the stuff that you see in the media that's you know these trigger words or phrases about not putting a knee on a neck Right. That already, that ship has passed. That's right. And it's, a, and by the way, law enforcement's agreed to that. Even though that's the law, right. we're trained in it. We recognize it. We understand it. That's what we advise our officers to do. Mm-hmm. And
1: and again, I want to re- reiterate that we want cops in the school. Mm-hmm. It's that simple to us. Mm-hmm. Fix this now and get cops back in every school. Um, you've seen the list. There, mm-hmm. there are schools that need cops in them. Mm-hmm. And uh, they need to have those relationships, uh, continue with those relationships between the staff and students.
0: Is the percentage of schools not providing SROs increasing?
1: It has over the last week, yes, yeah. significantly. Yes. Brooklyn Park was probably the largest to note recent. Woodbury, Woodbury uh, came out as well last week. Right before week. that, yep. yeah.
3: What happens if you're successful and this, these, this wording is removed? What do, do we go back to yeah, regular SRLs back in the
1: school? Should be status quo. And, That's and, what chiefs are. And waiting you can for grab a sheriff's. guy by
3: the scrum of the neck, saying, "Hey, knock it off here, Jeffrey and Michael. Let's figure this I, I, out." I'm
1: not sure I, your analogy is exactly what I would. Want we're, to we're used to yeah, that. I wouldn't though. go for yeah. the scrum. Yeah, the scrum the neck. of the neck That's is not really okay. legal. It's really not in the okay. policy.
3: You to, would uh, you would be able to to, to grab them physically okay. to separate them.
1: Well. Uh, Matt, it's, it's, it, we, we it simply would go back to status quo. We okay. have the same standard use of force that we have on the street we can use in that building or at that football game. Okay,
3: got it. And did you use the word uh, assuages? Assuages? Sway, sway, yeah, that f- it's that French. He doesn't word. use big it's words. Uh, that word, f that word, that word's on the list too. Hey, Imran, That's... he can't use big
0: words. <laughs> I'll He's not allowed. I'll, I'll let you know exactly story. where he <laughs> gets okay, in trouble. Thank
2: you.
3: I can't even
0: spell it to look it up, but okay. <laughs> hey, Imran, how long have you been in the United States? How All long have you been life? in the United States? Yeah. All my life. I, I was going to say, you speak better than rookie. And, yeah. And, you know,
2: <laughs> How long better. have you been in the United States, rookie? <laughs> uh, not long enough. I'm still right. learning. I'm still learning. <laughs> <laughs> at least we got that Now, there. Are, you a, are you an officer that's also an attorney? <laughs> no. So, I'm uh, a prosecutor. was in Washington County. Now, I'm in private practice at Eckberg Lammers. Okay. And I do a lot of law enforcement training, and one of my uh, larger functions is to serve as a general counsel. Okay. So, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the legal beagle. What can
0: we say to you fellows other than we agree with you and good luck? Uh, Just
2: keep the fight. What can the public
3: public do? What can uh, Chris Reaver sitting at home do? uh, Here's
0: a parent who sends two young boys off to grade school every day. I don't know. Is there a school
1: resource? There is.
0: Are there school resource officers in grade schools? Sure.
1: Well, there are. Not all of them. You mean public elementary Elementary, schools? Elementary, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Not
2: many, but yes. So I think one of the things they can do is we have a website, and that website is www.savesros.com. I was just looking at it. Is it Save SROs or Protect <laughs> well, SROs? Well, and that
4: just brings up the larger point, because I would I have to imagine that the vast majority of parents in the state of Minnesota sending their kids to public school, they want SROs in Absolutely.
1: school. Absolutely, uh, it, it, it can't even be close. Yeah. It, uh, Joe, when you are speaking of... Uh, those that were asking you or complaining uh, potentially or questioning officers. I have had the exact opposite and I know everybody hears from different people, but I have had the exact opposite. I have had so many uh, regular citizens and neighbors speak to me that this is the most ridiculous thing they've ever heard of and how this cannot be fixed immediately. It it just, they, they, they don't understand it. This is, you know, I've been around the labor part for, you know, a long time. This is the most frustrating, ridiculous language I have ever seen. And obviously, it's for a reason. It was snuck in to uh, uh, an ominous bill that we, uh, we, obviously, we have nothing to do with the education bill. Imagine if public public safety determined what, you know, school's curriculum was. It just makes no sense.
0: It'd be better. You know, okay, be.
1: well, I've heard that too. Yeah. But it, I, I'm hearing the opposite. I'm yeah. hearing a lot of frustration from parents uh, who appreciate, and let's... Most SROs want to be there, and they are a positive impact for the staff and the students. Um, And there are so many positive stories that come out of SROs' involvement in young children's lives. So many positive.
0: I got an interesting email last week from an SRO, uh, now retired. Uh, No, I got an email from a metropolitan police officer describing to me an SRO he supervised. That SRO now retired, and that SRO made an observation. The people he disciplined tended not to be repeaters. The people he disciplined in the school tended to improve their behavior. Uh, I think that's a, a very positive way to look at that. I, I agree. mean, he didn't beat him up. I'm just saying he he separated fights, he had talks with them, and the next thing you know, he wasn't having a problem with those kids again.
1: Yeah, and I believe that that is more the norm than yeah. not. Because it, let let's face it, a lot of youth who do have problems but still are attending school, right? They want to go on a positive path. Yeah. They just need a little guidance, and right. sometimes that's an adult figure, where it's a male or female SRO that just gives a crud, right?
3: Right. Yeah, they connect. They right.
1: connect. Right. It yeah. is support sros.com
0: support, support sros.com S-R-O's. thank you gentlemen for being here
1: thank you for having us and thank you for uh, having us
0: and uh i hope it works out for you well because if it works we out for you it works out for all of us
1: yeah. uh, amen to that
0: right hey. now parents are sending their kids out the door every morning with their fingers crossed
2: yeah. true and i'll make sure to get rookie
1: of thesaurus i can't spell thesaurus either i can't when
0: are you going to retire <laughs>
1: I've got uh, 30 years on, and I'm age 55. Not sure.
0: Okay,
1: I hope it's probably so got only like 20 in me. I suppose. Yep. Okay, I would hope so. <laughs> Just like Joe.
0: I mean, what the hell? All you guys retire. I'm still working. Right. I don't get it.
3: <laughs> he'll he'll listen to the show every day while he's sitting in his rocking chair on right. his porch. <laughs> thank you, Imran Ali and Dave Titus. Thank you, thank you, and, thank uh, you all. Thanks, we'll guys. take a break.
1: Good to see you. <laughs> all right.
3: Thank you.
5: Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life, Joe Souchere, GLer's Rich salutes you. The owner and proprietor of Maple Grove Lock and Safe wants to thank you for your long-time loyalty. Hope to uh, keep serving you for many years. He's one of us folks. He's a GLer, long-time GLer. He's been in business up in Maple Grove for over 30 years with full residential, commercial, and automobile lock and security services. Uh, feel free to bring Rich that broken lock, that safe, whatever it is for a free estimate. Let's try to get you fixed up. And if repair isn't the answer, Rich can ease you into something new. It's painless and easy, and you'll appreciate the experience. If you need an accessory for your safe, Maple Grove Lock and Safe, they have it all from electrical kits to monitoring kits, uh, he can set you up. And you know what? Delivery installation always available, as is 0% financing on a short-term deal. Nothing better than paying it off in under a year with 0%. That's wonderful. It's all about customer satisfaction at Maple Grove Lock and Safe, 6901 East Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove, and on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com.
6: Yes, sir. You know, I, there's a good point made in that interview by Dave, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was him, uh, When he said the 30 extremist uh, Democrats uh, yep. are kind of controlling the whole narrative. Right. It's kind of a, a small uh, version of our entire country right now. Isn't in nutshell. Every, every, it really issue, every is. issue, the extremists control the narrative. Uh, on both sides. Yeah. Uh, right now, Kevin
0: McCarthy is being controlled. Well, he was so desperate to be the speaker that he... <laughs> Acquiesce to a rule that says, well, "Look at if any of you complain, I'll leave." You know, or you can get me. Uh, they can't. They can't get anywhere. The, the, this is increasing proof that the third rail really, really isn't acting for us. You don't think so, They're Joe? Acting in their own club. <laughs> this is their own theater production. It has nothing to do with us. Nothing. I think Lauren
4: Bolbert though. She's working <laughs> for us. Well, I got a note from Jordy who working thinks that Lauren.
0: <laughs> who thinks Lauren Bolbert? What's her name? Bolbert. Bolbert. Same thing. Hey Bolbert.
5: Yeah. Uh, Jordy Bobo put, was the other
0: yeah. thing going on. Jordy puts her <laughs> solidly in the fun zone on the hot crazy matrix. Oh God. no way!
4: <laughs> She's definitely no go <laughs> zone. She's, don't you think? Yeah. This but is if where hot, debate. If you're hot
0: crazy, if you're hot, if you're fun zone. Can you still be? Can you pass the hot crazy matrix? Well, that
4: depends because I do believe it's on on this on the scale because I have been observing the hot crazy matrix for quite some time.
0: Well, we all have. I
4: believe if you're at that level, you can. What's the word? Teeter? Maybe that's wrong. That's what I was going
0: to ask. Can you be fun zone and still no go zone?
4: Boy, that's a good
5: question. Hmm. Because she's definitely fun zone, but she's also nuts. We've never talked about guys in the uh, Matrix. That's
0: because the hot, crazy Matrix only refers to women. You you sensitive fool. If you want your own for men, you invent it. It's not your own, right?
5: Back, back, to the, back to the third rail yes. and uh, how they're, they're so desperate to stay on the third oh rail. Oh, my
0: God. Can it be
5: that including time? Including throwing your own staff. <laughs> under the bus oh, yeah. in order to ensure your survival like Grandholm did. Oh, it's just that, amazing. Kenny.
0: I have that. It above it, the just... crazy
4: line, we have the danger zone. No wait, this stop is your red hat, so we what? can
0: break it down. Okay. Is she danger zone, Lauren Bobo? <laughs> okay. Jordy has her in the fun zone. I'm putting her in no-go zone. But here's the other but thing. But is there
4: a difference? Here's the thing, though, that you're leaving out. Yeah. The hot crazy matrix. The the entirety of the hot crazy matrix right. is on YouTube. If you'd like to interpret, it's right. all left up to interpretation. Right. All what right. you might view as an eight hot, yeah. I might view as a six hot. Right. That changes the entire it diagram does. completely. Uh, okay. Continue. How many? Uh, how wow. many pieces
5: of pie in the in in the whole matrix thing? Hey now. Well, quite um, a few. Because I'm wondering if a CI girl, a lady GLer, could take the five of us, define us as oh. uh, each a piece of the crazy pie. Well, I'm not Ooh. sure they could. As being five people, five dudes, males, guys that you
6: definitely can need you to stay away
0: from. Can you call the matrix so we can define the categories?
6: Holy balls. I okay. uh, yeah, uh, I have a diagram of the Yeah, that's all right. I want, oh. John. Is yeah, we'll do. An, an actual what diagram. What an actual they? diagram. Yeah. There's the no-go zone. Okay, yeah. no, let me write um, this down. No go. Yeah, there's the danger zone. Yep. Danger. Uh there's the date zone. Sure. Date D-A-T-E. Correct, yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. The wife zone. Yep. The fun zone. Yep. And then down in the corner is the unicorns do not exist zone above That's an eight hot, between
4: about a seven and a five crazy. This is your wife zone. Right. When you meet this girl, you should consider a long-term relationship. Yeah. Now <laughs> below a five crazy and above an eight hot. this is your unicorn zone. These things don't exist.
5: <laughs> if you find
0: a unicorn, please capture it safely. Keep it alive. We'd like <laughs> to study it and maybe look at how to replicate that. Right. <laughs>
5: That's fantastic. Oh, I forgot well, about the unicorn zone. Basically, what he said, it's it's the old game. Um, what is it, Chris? Smash it, marry it, oh, yeah. or run like hell. Right? Uh, isn't that a, something isn't that a game? Something kill or
4: marry. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah.
5: yeah. <laughs>
0: there's a much Joe- more
4: vulgar terms to those. But yes, yes right. much more. Right.
0: President Joe Biden's energy secretary, Jennifer Granholm, refused to take responsibility after an incident involving her administration's push on the left's Green New Deal went haywire. You'll recall that Jennifer Granholm, the energy secretary in the Department of Energy, which has never produced any energy, went on a uh, a completely uh, theatrical tour last week uh, driving an EV stopping in towns and getting on the stump and giving a speech about how great, yeah, she went on the grand tour, uh, only to uh, run into a situation where she was coming into a town in Georgia and her advanced people in order to save a charging station for her, blocked a charger with a gas-powered car, so infuriating an American family uh, out there on a road trip that needed to charge their car that they ended up calling 911. Oh. In the aftermath of that, we learned that Granholm is throwing people under the bus right and left for this. <laughs> she blamed her staff's poor judgment after police were called for clogging electric vehicle chargers with a gas-powered car. During a House Science and Technology Committee hearing, the Biden staffer was grilled by Representative Scott Franklin, R. Florida, over the incident that occurred in Georgia during her four-day EV road trip in June. According to a 911 call, Granholm staff left drivers up in arms after they blocked open chargers of a non-electric car outside of Walmart while the Biden administration official was bearing down on that location. Ooh. Let me just say, I have a fantastic young staff, just fantastic. Grandholm said it was just poor judgment on the part of the team because right. she needed it. God knows what this cost the taxpayers to right. send this person out on this road <laughs> yeah. trip. Franklin pressed Grandholm on why her staff blocked the charger, to which she responded by saying, "I can only imagine they wanted us to continue moving." Oh, my Lord. No, (laughs) Granholm continued to shift the blame away from her, making sure Franklin knew it was not her that was saving the spot. In other words, she didn't get on her phone and say, save a spot, I'm rolling in, I'm 15 miles out, and I'm running out of juice. Yep. However, the Charger was saved for Grandholm by her staff to avoid waiting in line because she's very important. he has got to get right through there. Well, she's there. the Energy Secretary, Matt. Right through Matt. there. Yes. <laughs> the nine eleven call indicated that the incident involving Grandholm's selfishness forced drivers to wait an extended period to use the Chargers. I'm calling because I'm in the Grovetown Walmart at the charging station, and there's literally a non-electric car that is taking up a space and said they're holding the space for somebody else, according to the 911 call, which we played for you last week. And it's holding up a whole bunch of people who need to charge their cars. There are other people who are waiting to charge, and they're still here, and they're not in electric cars. The sign says you can't park here unless you're charging. Uh, Grand Holmes' trip was organized to draw attention to the billions of dollars the White House is pouring into green energy and clean cars. Huh. Oh, sweet mother of God, we're so poorly led. <laughs> the incident was part of Biden's latest ploy to push the left's radical Green New Deal. However, there have been several recent problems involving, an electric, ve- involving electric vehicles. Biden's Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg admitted he has faced several issues with charging his electric vehicle at unreliable charging stations. Despite this, however, he continues to push for EVs. Hmm. Buttigieg is planning to launch a $100 million effort to try and tackle the reliability issue to make public EV charging easier on the (coughs) consumer. However, those millions of dollars... Will come from us yep isn't it amazing they just no one has the the balls to stand up and say it's you, my fault you're crazy right
5: yeah. Such this plan will never work unless the public sector the private sector excuse me gets involved what do you do you're on a road trip pull off the freeway and there's a, there's a Senex, there's a Holiday, there's a Super America and a, and, a Amical, right? yep. uh, Amoco, right? Yeah, right. Fine. You pull into one. There's long lines at each pump. What do you do? You go across the street to the other one. We will never reach that day in our lifetime where there's that many chargers available, will we? Not if the government's in control. It's got to be private sector, and the private sector isn't doing it. Why? Because you're not going to make any money. Boy, there's a lot to to
0: unpack here. The whole auto strike has as its hot, burning coal at the center of it, EVs. You need fewer people to make an EV than you do a gas-powered car. So what's really happening here is that essentially Biden has caused this strike or the Biden administration, if not Joe himself. You have the government creating these arbitrary dates. But California, for example, won't sell a gas-powered car after the year 2035. And you have these arbitrary dates that keep coming along to push this green agenda that says if they have their way everyone's going to be driving an ev well now you've got the auto manufacturers scurrying to retool and reconfigure out how to make electric vehicles even though they're only making money on the gas vehicles so i think the uaw would be wise to understand that they can't they can't keep demanding 40% right. they got to get an increase and they presumably will, but what they better be worried about is protecting their long-term jobs, because you don't need half these people right?
4: We're going to have robots. But the people that are striking aren't thinking they're
0: they're thinking about the here and now. The equity movement is is beginning to rear its head, and uh there it is it is outlandish. The, the gap between executive pay and an assembly line worker's pay, I admit that. It's outlandish. Uh, I don't know how to fix it. There's an old saying, you know, you never, get a, you never got a job from a poor person. So right. if, <laughs> if, if, if the guy, uh, the head of Ford is making $20 million and I'm making 100 maybe that's the way it's going to be. But, you know, I have a feeling that's not the way it's going to be. Uh, I have a feeling that that's going to be revolutionized easily within our lifetime. Woo. And and you're just not going to have that situation.
5: I don't want to tell you how to run your show, but I think now would be a good time for you and I to get into a knock down drag out fight regarding the 2024 Ooh. C8 Corvette.
0: Okay, so, uh, <laughs> you, you uh, I regard it as a government car. It's Let's... electric
5: let's read the email do you have it i have it up if you don't have it
0: i uh, read it. it i have it up but i can't
5: find it so go ahead <laughs> uh you look for it because it's always better in your voice joe i need a rule and this is from our friend bob uh joe i need a ro- a ruling would an ev front wheel drive corvette be considered a government car my buddy's been slobbering over the body lines of the mid-engine model since they came out. He told me he broke down and ordered a hybrid model for 2024. I hadn't heard and went to the Google. I'm guessing with the front-wheel, all-wheel drive electrical assist and a max of 655 horsepower, it might be a fun driving experience. Joe, this thing
0: is awesome. It is, and I have no doubt that it probably goes zero to sixty in two seconds. It's four hundred. I'm not exaggerating, I bet it's two seconds. No, I, I
5: I'm not gonna fight that. Four hundred ninety five horsepower and four hundred and seventy pound feet. That's for the V eight. But when you combine it with the two electrical motors that run the front engine, it's a 655 horsepower from the factory, a Mm -hmm. Chevrolet. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. You can go up to 45 miles an hour on the engine. So you can sneak out of the house at 3 in the morning if you have to. But you can still do 200 miles an hour on the freeway.
4: Kenny, this would be so much cooler if you were doing this in the Wooderson voice. I just got to throw that in there, (laughs) talking some real bleeping muscle.
6: Two and a uh, half seconds, Joe. It goes zero to 60. Wow. Gosh, was right.
0: My and number. you
3: hate waiting that long.
0: Yeah. Uh, to me, it's a government car. Uh,
3: I don't <laughs> care.
0: <laughs> uh, that's my ruling. It's a government car.
5: Let me tell you what Melba Toast is packing right here, all right? We have 411 track out back, yeah. 750 double pumper, Edelbrock intake, board over 30, 11 to 1 pop-up pistons, turbojet, 390 horsepower. We're talking some... Bleeping muscle. <laughs> that ain't And that
0: ain't a government car you're
5: describing. It's a Chevelle. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, you have to admit, it'd be fun to take it out for a stroll. Of course. Yeah. yeah.
0: My God, I drove a common... Uh, uh,
5: what was it, a Bolt? Or no, no, no. You no, drove, drove, drove a VW. Wagon. Yeah, a VW. Uh,
3: they're fast. What are you going to do? You're just going to put the pedal to the metal. Stretch the cable, you know. Okay, you I guess the, I guess we're done, Joe. That
6: segment's over. <laughs> I, I love uh, when I win
3: the argument. <laughs> win the
0: argument. <laughs> May I tell you that I got a great uh, email from John Harrington? He says, "I'm not the famous John Harrington from Stillwater who sent you several emails about our great experience at Ecofund a couple of months ago." Yes, he is. He's the same John Harrington. Well, we had a great job done by another of your sponsors this weekend. Friday afternoon, I got home from trying to golf, and one of our garage doors would not go up. I looked at it, and the spring was broken. This was 3 o'clock. I called our normal door company who said they couldn't come out until Monday. Our son and wife with four boys, including one with cerebral palsy, were coming from Sioux Sioux Falls midday Saturday. And we like to let them park in the garage at the bottom of the steps because they have to bring in a lot of stuff. They would only come over. uh, My company would only come over the weekend for a $450 emergency visit fee. So I said no and called Precision Garage Door who said they couldn't get to it that day, Friday, but how about 8 to 10 tomorrow, Saturday morning? Of course, I said yes. The technician, Brian, texted me at 7.30 Saturday morning and called and was at our house in 10 minutes. Since it is a large door, 10 by 16, he offered to install a four-spring unit. The cost was the same as if it had been a weekday. He was done in less than two hours. It gave me enough time to get to get to the grocery store for weekend victuals before our son arrived at 11 a.m. Brian is a great guy who did a great job, and we now have a new garage door company signed, not the famous John Harrington from Stillwater. I'm telling you, he's got a new garage door guy. Got it. It's the whole family Precision Door of the Twin Cities. They're a garage logic family. They serve the metro and western Wisconsin. As you just heard, they don't charge more for weekends. They get the job done quickly. They know your time is valuable, their time is valuable, and they'll take care of everything. Find find your own experience with these people at PrecisionDoorMN.com.
3: It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Oh, I erased Josh's second follow-up
5: email to the Bugs Be Gone. Um, he sent us last week, where basically he tried an experiment. He uh, sprayed it on his mirror, went through a car wash. The Bugs Be Gone side. Well, we know what happened there. And this is the, the guy other with the side. Science experiment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he weighed back in and because I gave him grief about the small size of his spray bottle. He said, well, because all the normal spray bottles were gone, so it was either buy a gallon or buy that little pocket size. Here's what you do. You buy the gallon size and then walk over to the hardware department, buy one of those sprayed bottle things, fill mm-hmm. it up yourself. Then you've always got one at the ready. Uh, meanwhile, if you're looking for a gallon, Fleet Farm, Walmart, your neighborhood knack, auto parts stores, they all carry bugs be gone. Um, and when you get Get a jug, don't just get one, get two. Keep one right in the door pocket and then keep one to give a friend or somebody in your family. Uh, it really makes a huge difference. Josh, not only is he a truck driver, he's a scientist. He conducted an experiment and bugs be gone, one, hands down. They just melt away. They wash away. It's safe to use on all surfaces. It's water-based, non-toxic, leaves no film or haze when it dries Just keep one at the ready all summer long. It's a miracle juice. It's voodoo. It's another wonderful product from the fine folks at Seafoam.
0: Before we join John in his newsroom, I have a public service announcement. Mm. Authorities on Monday are asking for the public's help in finding an F-35 jet that disappeared after a U.S. Marine pilot used an emergency parachute to eject from it yesterday afternoon in North Charleston, South Carolina. The pilot, unidentified, was in an F-35 from Marine Corps Air Station in Beaufort. He was taken to a local medical center and his condition was stable. It was unclear why the pilot needed to eject. Based on the last known position of the jet, Mm -hmm. an F-35B Lightning II... The base was focusing on an area around Lake Moultrie and Lake Marion in coordination with the FAA. Joint Base Charleston said late Sunday, adding that it was seeking the public's help. The authorities asked anyone with information about the missing (laughs) jet's location to pass along tips. The F 35B Lightning II is the variant used by the Marine Corps, a short takeoff and vertical landing version manufactured by Lockheed Martin, it completed its first combat strikes of the Marine Corps in Afghanistan in 2018. The F-35 Joint Strike Fighter program is the Department of Defense's most expensive weapon system program with estimates that it will cost nearly 1.7 trillion Ooh. to buy, operate and sustain the aircraft and systems over its lifetime. The county, the government accountability office said in a report released in May. So listen up. We have listeners in South Carolina. If you see that plane <laughs> right. in your yard or maybe in the park across the street, <laughs> call the Marines.
6: Well, here so, I have a number, Joe. Did you get yeah, the number? You better give the number, John. It's 843. 843- yep. 963 963- oh 3600 843 963 3600 call now what the hell Sounds so like Reavers
5: Reavers yeah. can buy an apple air tag stick it on the forehead of one of his little brats and yeah. follow them around wherever they go on his
4: cell phone
5: mm-hmm. but we can't keep track of an f 35
4: really isn't that come amazing. on man that's i love the idea of the public up hey boys i know we were going to play catch today <laughs> we got to go look but we're going to circle our f 18s <laughs> and go five Find this some bitch. It's out
0: there somewhere. You know what? This would be tough on the 48-hour rule, too, if it's in somebody's driveway. Yes. Oh, that thing's Are been you here kidding forever. me? That thing's been here since May.
4: <laughs> Still smoking. Well, and it was in South Carolina yesterday. I don't know if you guys know this, but planes can travel at a high rate of speed.
0: Well, it's probably it's, out in the ocean. It's somewhere. over you know, Asia <laughs> yeah. right
5: now. Who knows where it is? It's just lapping
6: the world.
4: Right, it's going <laughs> it's just, in the yeah. just doing laps. Lapping <laughs> cartoon the like. Geez. Just
3: wow. lapping
0: the
6: world. There was one story that described it. It could be a zombie plane right now. Because oh, I like
0: that. that. Yeah. Let's
5: hope it crashes in China. That'll freak
0: them out. <laughs> we live in really interesting times, don't we? How we have a interesting missing are $68 billion jet.
4: I agree, but is this a case of of incompetence which I think it is. I, uh, or is this a case of we just didn't hear about it in 1974 because we didn't have social media and all these avenues yeah. that allowed us to know that this was happening.
0: Well there what you you're go. suggesting is a bit ridiculous. You're suggesting that, that we routinely have lost jets. Oh, we've lost a plane. Are you kidding yeah. me? Oh yeah. <laughs> you ought to be able to keep track of a jet. Joe, it's and like, I after watching
4: Top Gun Maverick forty-eight times,
6: oh I am oh, an
5: aviation
0: expert
4: when it go.
5: comes to, to this. Did hey, Chris, don't we lose like two hundred and thirty a year or easily. something? Don't I mean it's, easily. A, it's a huge yeah. number. It's huge. Uh, we
0: don't huge. Know that. It's huge. Uh, <laughs> U-G-E. Here's John Hyde in his newsroom. London. Why, thank you? Madrid.
2: Joe. Yeah, thank Bangkok. You. Moscow. The Twin Cities from the four corners it's of the world, two from the news yeah. capitals at go. home <laughs> and abroad, there we go. the no. day's headlines brought into focus, the yet. issues and events that shape our time. Garage Logic, the information beacon of Minnesota, presents the, the John Height news, news Experience,
0: experience. an
2: up-to-the-minute commentary Here from one of journalism's most trusted voices, five-time huh? winner of the Gopher News Hawk Award. Now, with all the news fit to broadcast, Here's John Height.
6: Trim it up, baby! Oh. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Matt. Mm-hmm. One sports note before we get to news. Just uh, 16 games left in the regular season. And this morning, you know what the Twins started doing? Selling postseason ticket strips to the general public. Mm. Yeah. Buying a postseason ticket strip is the only way fans can guarantee access to all potential Twins home playoff games. Entering, uh, uh, let's see, the Twins, let's see, had a seven and a half game lead in the division, which sets them up to host a best of three wildcard series at Target Field. Remember that first, if they win the division, that first series, they'll get to have all three games at Target Field. Well, you're assuming yeah. there's going to be three.
0: Can I say something I'm sure will well, come
1: up on Monday right, Night point. Sports Talk? Yes. yes,
0: uh, yes. yes. Uh, I would not place Byron Buxton on the postseason roster. Noted. I agree with you. Yeah.
3: I mean, don't take up a spot. Right. Whoever's on
0: the club now is better than Buxton. Because Buxton is not reliable.
6: In news, St. Paul residents will have an opportunity to learn more about that proposed sales tax increase that they'll be voting on this November at a virtual meeting tonight. There you go, Joe. Take that in, will you, Joe? The proposal, which was passed in June by the St. Paul City Council, would increase the city's sales tax by 1% for the next 20 years to help fund park maintenance and projects, build a new rec center, and the reconstruction of several main streets. The tax would allow about $1 billion to be collected. The Union Park District Council and the League of Women Voters of St. Paul are hosting the virtual forum 630 to 8 tonight. If passed, sales taxes in St. Paul would be nearly 10% the highest in the state. Worth opponents, it. Opponents say they're concerned <laughs> some people may decide to shop outside of the city because of the high tax. Nothing. First- really, nothing. So if you go to the
0: drugstore and buy thirty dollars worth of stuff, yeah. here we yeah. go. That
6: three bucks. That's pretty close to three bucks. Yep, that's correct, Joe. Hmm.
0: Catch
3: money, correct.
6: man. Did that's you your billion money, Joe. Did you say your... billion with a B, Jen? Billion in twenty years. Yep. Another tax
0: that will never go away. Well, no, but, well,
6: we all know. Well, if you, we if don't you'd know like, bleep. If you'd like to make your uh, feelings noted, Joe, uh, the meeting, the virtual meeting tonight, uh, the mayor will be there, as will Sean Kershaw, the director of St. Paul Public Works, Andy Rodriguez, who's the director John, of Parks and Rec. John, yes, John. yes, yes, Kenny. It's yes.
5: a virtual meeting. What are the yeah. shots? I only go to real meetings. Yeah, what are the chances he'll be Kenny, able to
6: can i say that into my mouth <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> the first two weeks of september compared to the same time period a year ago violent crime has stayed about the same in the parks and rec system in minneapolis property crimes are down about 20 percent that according to minneapolis park police chief jason o otto o otto recently presented the latest crime stats to the parks and rec board of commissioners He said that stepping up patrols and targeting hotspots in certain parks were a big reason for the overall decline in crime throughout the system. He encouraged citizens to continue vigilance, which assists, he says, park police in doing their jobs. So far this year, 72 violent crimes committed in city parks compared to 69, same time in 2022. Property crimes such as auto thefts, car break-ins, and burglaries stood at 263 last year. There have been 205 this
0: year i have an announcement a uh, confession to make go yes i've uh, given up on uh, jimmy buffett's where is joe merchant i gave, Not it, 100, very good, huh? gave it 120 pages god love him it's fun it's got sand and palm trees and airplanes and boats but it's a real real poor man's carl hyacinth it's uh he's i think carl and he were real close friends and i think uh Jimmy uh, uh, took a page uh, from Carl, and but it's not quite at Carl's level, if you know what I mean. Okay. Um, I know what you mean. Yeah.
5: So, if just an everyday schlub wrote this book, what would the chances be of it getting published? If this wasn't—that's wasn't-
0: a, a great question, because uh, it's uh, it's it's not there. And yeah. yet, it was a New York Times bestseller. I was just going to so, say, did it sell uh, well? It's 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 me. It's just me. It's not the yeah.
6: book. Well, well, remember he has a huge base that would have probably bought well, it. Just yeah, for the it's sake. name recognition, right? right. Yeah. 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 yeah, even it's probably sitting on a lot of shelves and has never been read. And, and that was ridiculous. back in kind of I like think,
0: Trump. I think that was copyright nineteen ninety six. Oh, yeah. that's a
6: long time ago. Well, he he wrote didn't he write four or five books? Uh, he, he did. Oh, really? Uh,
0: I gave it a shot. I gave it one hundred and twenty
3: pages, and I said. See you, Jimmy. Nope. nope. Okay. Nope.
1: <laughs> too you many apples
3: "Come Monday" was written in uh, when he was in one of the downest points of his life? I don't know what book that is. That's, that's a song. That's that's a a song. Come it was, it was Monday. His, oh, I, know, his, right. I don't know that song. Yeah. That was his
6: first hit. You don't know that song? I don't. Yeah, exactly. That was his breakthrough.
3: He was very, very depressed. Yeah. All right. Over it's what? Three years. <laughs> life. <laughs> Tell <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> Minneapolis. Man. I love
5: it when John is fyi you, Such, and not me. It's just so funny. It
6: was a hit. It was, <laughs> it's a hit. It was the first place we would have heard of Jimmy Buffett. So the first place I ever heard of Jimmy Buffett yep. when I was a teenager.
5: Come you should on. go. Can you go around the horn today, John, and just FYI all of us who yeah, so are all, all going doing. home feeling bad?
6: You want me to sing it for you? <laughs> He's going to keep going and with Joe. up to San Francisco for the Labor Day weekend show. You know that song? Yeah. I got my hush puppies on. I guess I never was meant gonna, for glitter. Explosion sound. Rock and Rock and It's a great tune. It's a big hit. Yeah, had a very good song.
3: Thanks, actually. John. I appreciate the input. Okay. <laughs> What's the only one? Yeah. Two Minneapolis
6: men have been sentenced to more than eight years in prison each for (laughs) carrying out a carjacking that saw the victim held at gunpoint for several hours as the robbers, uh, as the rob—what? Wait Wait a minute. What did I type here? The uh, oh, they wanted the robbers wanted them to withdraw money from their account. Oh. You got it? Uh, so, no. to Sean Palton and Jamal Funchness, both were 20 and 18 at the time. And the then teenage boy posted an ad on Facebook Marketplace to sell an iPhone with a victim agreeing to meet them in Columbia Heights Peace. February 14th of this year. When the victim got there, Paulton and the teen approached them with the teen hitting the victim in the face with a gun before the pair ordered the victim in the backseat of their car. They then went, picked up Funchness, and for the next several hours drove around the Twin Cities, holding the victim at gunpoint. During that time, they demanded the victim's cell phone, credit cards, and bank info, driving to gas stations to take money out using the victim's cards. According to an office of Minnesota's U.S. Attorney Andrew Luger, the trio discussed what to do with the victim and openly talked about murdering him. Wow. In, the end, they, in the end, they just dropped the victim off in St. Paul and drove away in the car. Trio were then arrested when police used the location tracking on the victim's stolen cell phone. Again, both sentenced this week to more than eight years in prison.
5: Doesn't it, it sounds like a Trailer Park Boys storyline, doesn't it? it does, and, yeah. and isn't I don't. I don't want to blame the victim here, but who buys used cell phones? And isn't that like buying a used copy of Penthouse magazine?
3: I mean, yeah. do you really? That's the exact yeah. equivalent. That's the yeah. do scenario you really you know, going to pair that? with it.
5: That doesn't seem right to me.
3: <laughs> I mean, very well
5: used. You know? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Hey, exactly.
4: Pages 14 through. <laughs> I, I couldn't know, believe my uh, luck.
3: John, okay, can you? Yeah. I would say this yeah, if those sure, guys ever other- uh, carjacked me and said, hey, let's go to know. your... Wouldn't it be go, fun? Go, let's go to your... <laughs> I was thinking that, too, well, Matt. I was, No, I was thinking they're going to get mad because they're going to see how much is in my account and say, that's all you got? <laughs> yeah. You, yeah, need I'm this, need all, you need I'm this need all, to, with, all $18. dollars eighteen dollars 75
6: Every time they make them use the card, it just says insufficient. <laughs> right, <fun."> right. <laughs> Exactly. Good luck.
3: <laughs> We're going to drop you off. We're not even going to mess with you here.
6: Ransom that's or so, Red cheese. yes. yes. The ceremonial groundbreaking ceremony for world-class military and vets museum at Camp Ripley was held yesterday in Little Falls. Uh, Randall Dietrich is the executive director of the Minnesota military and veterans museum at Camp Ripley. He said, I haven't seen anything like it in the state or in the country plans have been drawn up for a 40,000 square foot building made possible with a $32 million investment from the state legislature, another 5 million in private funding and a family's donation of the 32 acre plot where construction will was- soon begin Uh, that construction is set to begin spring of 2024 should be completed in late 2025 they plan a grand opening in early 2026 the board continues to fundraise and take ideas from veterans and families as they plan for the galleries and classrooms to be inside the museum
0: uh john can you pause just for a second while i give rookie an assignment yes uh, sure uh which i will need for after your newscast rook look up was there a large Polish population in Hamtrak, Michigan? H A M. Tell me when you're ready for me to spell Hamtrak. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Go. H A M T R A M C K. Hamtramck? Hamtramck?
6: Hamtramck. Uh, what
0: percentage of ham? Tr- no, I don't want the answer oh, okay. now. I want okay. you to get me the information, John. Continue.
6: Well, uh, actually, I was just—I
4: have throw an assignment it. for rookie. <laughs> to the rookie. I'd love <laughs> to hear about Minnesota Masonic <laughs> Charities.
3: Well, it a minute. I t- seriously, I would do that right now, but right now I just don't have the time, so I'm going <laughs> to. Go to mnmasoniccharities.org, okay? This is what I want you to do. I'm going to give them 10 seconds of their minute they bought here. mnmasoniccharities.org and find the answer. You will find the answer at mnmasoniccharities.org. Trust me. Just go to their website, poke around, look at it, and then you'll find the answer. Email me at rookie at garage logic.com when you do mnmasoniccharities.org. charities.org.
5: You cannot stop him.
0: He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Right now at Ecofund Motorsports in both Forest Lake and Burnsville, Scoot Star electric bikes are 25% off MSRP. You can get a popular Beach Star step-through electric bike for $14.99. Bintelli electric bikes starting at $13.99. Yamaha full suspension mountain electric bikes are on sale for $34.99. That's a grand off MSRP. Go. Bentelli scooters that average 100-plus miles per gallon, $12.99. Those are the gas-powered scooters that turn every urban errand into an adventure. And uh, as lovely as it is outside and as lovely it's going to be for the next 10 days, 2024 Yamaha snowmobiles in a full line of 2024 ATVs are in stock at EcoFun Motorsports and here's the announcement I've been waiting for. What? They're taking reservations for winter storage in the scooter motorcycle program. It starts at 270 bucks, and with the storage, you get full battery tendering, a spring tune-up, oil change, the whole deal, so you're ready next spring. Pickup and drop-off is available for an extra delivery fee, which I gladly pay and find entirely reasonable. As much as I love garage art... I've got enough stuff in the garage that it really helps me to have the scooter stored elsewhere. And Ecofund takes care of that. For me, it'll take care of it for you. It's Ecofund Motorsports in Forest Lake. It's on Highway 97, almost immediately west of 35, and in Burnsville on the service road of life near County Road 42.
6: Thank you, Joel. In other news, more news on the uh, auto workers situation. Auto workers threatening to amp up their strike if wage offers do not improve. Stellantis, one of the big three, had offered its workers what it called a highly competitive wage increase of 21% over four years. But UAW President Sean Fain yesterday on CBS News Talk Show, Face the Nation, called that definitely a no-go. He said, we're prepared to do whatever we have to do. The membership is ready. The membership is fed up. The UAW is demanding. demanding improved conditions across the board for its workers, including a 40% pay raise over the next four-year contract. All three companies have been offering raises of around 20%, that being GM, Stellantis, and Ford. Boy, 20% strikes me as pretty good.
3: (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. I guess it's not good enough, Matt. It would be for me.
6: Yeah. Former President Trump attacking what he called liberal Jews this morning on his social media website, Truth Social. What? 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 Trump published a list of his Israeli-related accomplishments during his tenure at the White House. And above that list this morning, he put a caption that read, Just a quick reminder for liberal Jews who voted to destroy America and Israel because you believe false narratives. In the past, of course, the former president has caused uproar among American Jews when he accused them of disloyalty to Israel on several occasions for not being more supportive of him. Trump also was criticized by various Jewish organizations after meeting with Kanye West and white nationalists. Holocaust denier Nick Fuentes at his Mar-a-Lago resort mm. in November. George
0: Bush doesn't like black people. How long before Kanye West and that thing he walks around with are put in, in a home somewhere?
3: Not soon enough. It's, just
0: a, it's just a dreadful blight on, on human race. Go mm. ahead, John.
4: Um, I have a report. The bad news... We can't find an eighty million dollar stealth fighter jet. Dude. Yeah. That's that's the bad news. Yeah, right. Let's bring us down. The good news is our stealth technology is very good. Oh, good, good.
3: We can't <laughs> find the damn thing. We can't so- find right. a plane that's- that
0: can drop a bomb through the <laughs> porthole window of a ship forty eight thousand miles away. <laughs> that's stealth.
6: Jan Wenner, who co-founded Rolling Stone Magazine, also a co-founder of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, has now been removed from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's board of directors after making disparaging comments toward black and female musicians. After a, uh, he created a firestorm of publicity for his new book, The Masters, and uh, after this came out, he apologized within hours. Uh, his book features interviews with Bob Dylan, Jerry Garcia, Mick Jagger, John Lennon, Bruce Springsteen, Pete Townsend, and Bono. All white and male. Asked why he didn't interview women or black musicians. When responded, it's not that they're inarticulate. Although, go have a deep conversation with Grace Slick or Janis Joplin. Please be my guest. You know, Joni was not a philosopher of rock and roll, meaning Joni Mitchell. She didn't, in my mind, meet that test. Talking about black artists, he said, you know, Stevie Wonder, he's a genius, right? I suppose when you use a word as broad as masters, the fault is using that word. Maybe Marvin Gaye or Curtis Mayfield. I mean, they just didn't articulate at that level. Well, after he took some static about that, he apologized late Saturday through his publisher, saying in my interview with The New York Times, I made comments that diminished the contributions, genius, and impact of black and women artists. And I apologize wholeheartedly for those remarks Wynard co-founded Rolling Stone in 1967, served as its editor or editorial director until 2019. He also co-founded Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which was launched in 1987.
0: You in the back there. Does that remind, do his remarks remind you of anything? I instantly was reminded Um, of Ted Koppel nailing Al Campanas to the floor on yeah. a uh, whatever that show was, the Ted Koppel. Nightline. And, Nightline. Uh, why aren't there more black baseball managers? And poor Al Campanis, who didn't know what day it was to begin with, <laughs> had no earthly idea how to... He was old school baseball. I mean, old school. And he was not equipped or prepared to answer such a question and, and couldn't uh, ultimately look... Terribly foolish, said something like, "Well, I don't know if they have the faculties or something." He was yeah. words he didn't know how to use, and uh, the upshot, of course, he was fired from the Dodgers, and he was uh, hung in effigy and, and was shamed. And uh, uh, the, Wenner's remarks surprised me; they remind me of that episode. Mm.
6: He, but he comes across in the interviews as very pompous. Yeah. I think oh, he just thought. He still, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think he thinks he can say anything and get away with it. And well, I that's the worst, then,
0: or... you know what? He's a little too clever by half because he's not smart enough to know that you can't say that to the New York Times.
6: Yeah, well, you shouldn't be able to say it to anybody. If well, no, but wrong. you know what I mean. The New York yeah.
0: Times is going to jump on that.
5: A little the, too uh, clever by half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hmm. yeah, Matthew, could you tell me what he's talking about? I have no idea. Well, well when he's you, clever and a half.
3: When you're half clever and a half. When you're half clever... You're not quite there. You're about halfway there. Once you're fully <laughs> vested and clever, you're 100% so you're clever. So if you're clever by half, you still got some work to do,
4: right? You're almost there. Yeah. You know, know halfway. what? I think I understood.
0: That was I accurate. did too. That was accurate. I, I, you know what? I'm going to accept that because I never knew <laughs> <see> what it <laughs>
3: meant anyway. That was no.
0: <laughs> take that, that.
3: That was no. A jokes wage. on you. Look it up. That was Ple- no eschew. Are you done
0: with ham track? <laughs> uh,
3: yes, I got okay, my stuff. Okay, look for up track. clever
0: by and half.
5: One right, more thing, Such. Yeah. One more thing, Joe. You know, Ted Koppel knew what was going to happen before he even asked that
3: question. course Of course I did. did. Course yeah. I did. Clever in a way that is annoying or that causes problems.
0: There there you go. An arrogant politician
3: who is too... Clever by half. There you go.
0: Okay. I'm still. I'm going to accept you. Thank you. But uh, that's what it means. You're just a
5: little too clever.
3: Got it. Yeah. Clever by half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
5: You should run for office, Matthew. You're one of us, man. I. Uh, I don't think I could. Yeah. You. You make stuff up. And
0: I work. got to <laughs> speak.
3: I've got to speak. Yes. But yeah. I mean, you just that's wing it. You
5: that's just Start spouting nonsense, and yeah. you don't stop. It's. It's fantastic. I'd vote for you.
3: Hey, we gotta go open up a Walmart. Uh, you know what? I'm just not clever by half for that.
0: What? what? No, that's They, would not, they no. wouldn't take
3: me out in public. They'd be like, "No, you don't you sit this one would out?" They'd be go. like that. It was something can I, similar. Uh, yeah.
0: Can
5: I take my vote back? Yeah, I want to cast can. it yeah.
3: elsewhere. John,
0: <laughs> would you? Uh, can, you're done, I think. Oh, am I? Okay? Well, what else sure. you got? Because I've well, got a on my bunch watch of
6: stuff, here. But you know, if you got to go, you got to go. Well, no, what take, you gonna give me
0: something. Give me something. Give me something to go out on big.
6: Yes, tell me something good. Wow. Uh, do you want funny? Do you want serious? Do oh, we got know. options now. I didn't know. We I got, got a la carte. It's a la carte Let's go funny. Funny. Okay, let me go to the bottom. Funny, funny how.
4: how? Like I'm a clown? I make you laugh? I amuse uh, you?
6: This one's funny, I think. <laughs> See how I qualified that immediately? Three friends took it upon themselves to manage a Nashville hotel for a few hours. After a late night of partying, the trio was unable to check into the room at La Quinta Inn & Suites because (laughs) (laughs) that's the only reason you did this story. Well, no, uh, but they checked in there because there were no employees in sight. They were trying to check in. And so what did they do? They started working, played office. They, they put the whole thing on TikTok. After checking in to make sure no one had fallen asleep behind the desk or in one of the back offices, the friends began to answer phones, greet customers, and even set up the breakfast buffet. They eventually found one employee, but it was a maid who didn't know what was going on either and said she hadn't seen anyone in a couple of hours. They reached out to the general manager whose phone number they found, but he was on a business trip in California and wasn't aware there were no employees at his hotel. One of the uh, people said, we instantly went into manager mode. We run businesses back home. Manager mode kicks in. Let's see what we can do. Yes, in the back again.
0: When uh, a 13 year old yesterday at my house did a brilliant TikTok of a 7 year old and my question is it, is the is the TikTok an application on your phone is yes. it an app <laughs> yes. that allows you to cut and paste and uh, in other words the filming was really interesting
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah you can edit stuff right on the app You're cutting hey, oh. this is
5: a bit right this oh, is a bit isn't it i wish
6: where's the party Oh, Joe! Is it an application? (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yeah, application. How? When's the last time you heard somebody call an app an application?
3: How do I have this video that I can cut? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes, you can cut right here. Oh, Very good design. Oh yes.
0: Well, never mind. Let's yeah. take a break and we'll be back. Yeah. Is it an an application? Application. Is there Polish people in here? Let's go here. Yes,
6: where is she? Hey, everybody. It's John here, and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes. Weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. And they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini at factormeals.com slash garage logic 50, you get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active.
3: Hi, Pat. <laughs> That's good.
0: You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Sujure. All right, I have what could be the world's greatest example of windmilling. We get new ones all the time. This one's a doozy. And I asked Rutger, is it? I wonder if I'm pronouncing Hamtrak, Michigan correctly. I
3: didn't get a pronunciation.
0: I have it in my mind. Hamtrak. I have it in my mind that Hamtrak was almost exclusively Polish Americans. Okay, here it is. Ham tramick, Ham tramick, all right. Ham tramick.. Yep. And the reason I thought that is because in nineteen is either eighty seven or eighty eight on assignment, I went to Detroit to cover the deuce, mm-hmm. Pope John Paul the yeah. Second, who was, if I'm not mistaken, Polish. yes, right? Yes. And I went to Ham Tramick. Uh, because, uh, I don't know who told me, whatever. Uh, those were, that's where his people would be really going crazy. And I went to have an authentic Polish lunch in yep. the whole deal.
3: Well, now, am I right? Was it, is it a Polish? Yes. Um, it was in 1930, 56,000 people lived there. Right. 83% Polish. All right. In, um, 1990, only 27,000 people were there, but it had dropped down to 8% Polish, but it was still very Polish. 8%? Yes. Well, the reason
0: I ask is it's now so Muslim that the entire yes. city council of Hamtramck is Muslim. Correct. It's, it, a, it, it's virtually a suburb of Detroit, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct. The it council- shares a
3: common border with uh, Highland Park, right, which is all surrounded by Detroit.
0: Well, the council, you guys tell me, maybe this isn't windmilling. The council unanimously voted in June to ban LGBTQ pride flags from public flagpoles, citing a desire to respect the religious rights of citizens opposed to the symbol. The decision months later is still considered an act of betrayal by LGBTQ citizens to the symbol of diversity they hope the council will uphold. Now, don't you think it's windmilling? Because generally speaking, don't you think LGBTQ types are left-leaning and would be all in the Muslim camp and favorable? And, yes. Yes. I, diversity? I, That's no. the stereotype. No, yes. no, I
5: don't. Really? I don't think and then that. I'm wrong. Okay. No, well, no, I, I argue your point, but uh, the few gay people that I know are... Yeah, no, they're...
3: um, You know (laughs) two. That are Republicans. Yeah, You know a lot of gay people. No,
5: I know a bunch, and they're pretty savvy and aware. And I think they would be... And uh, I would consider them anti-Muslim or Syria, not anti-Muslim, anti-Syria law. Many residents in
0: Hamtramck, just north of downtown Detroit, saw these changes as a sign of Hamtramck's progressiveness. The Muslim community that had previously experienced discrimination, including voter intimidation and resistance to mosques, public call to prayer, had finally taken seats at the table. Yet the ethnic culture and religious diversity that made Hamtramck something of a model is being put severely to the test. In June, after the divisive debate, the six-member council blocked the display of pride flags on city property, action that has angered allies and members of the LGBTQRFPT pmyz community who feel that the support they provided the immigrant groups had not been reciprocated with Mm. and has been betrayed. Interesting. So that is windmilling. You're right on. Former council member Katrina Stackpool who identifies as gay, was quoted as saying, we welcomed you. We created nonprofits to help feed, clothe, and find housing for you. We did everything we could to make your transition here easier, and this is how you repay us, by stabbing us in the back? President of the Hamtramck Queer Alliance, John Hansknecht, also criticized the decision, insisting that the sole purpose was absolutely to go out after the gay fried gay pride flag and that the ban has always been about being anti-queer rather than the neutrality they claimed. Mayor Amir Ghalib, who was also Muslim, defended the decision, noting that the resolution barred all but five flags from being flown on city property. We're not targeting anybody, Ghalib said. We are trying to close the door for other groups that could be extremist or racist, Democratic Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel, however, also spoke out against the resolution at a protest rally. I ask the city of Hamtramck to use its voice to speak up for all people. Take down the wall you have now built that has made this proud city into a national embarrassment, Nessel said. Make no mistake, homophobia, transphobia are indeed forms of evil as much as Islamophobia is. And that's where it ends.
5: This is a fable, um, the scorpion and the frog. Oh, it
0: doesn't end there. The motion allows for the flying of five different flags on public property, the US flag, the Michigan flag, the Hamtramck flag, the prisoner of war flag, and a unique flag, (coughs) excuse me, representing the nations from which many Hamtramck citizens hail from. Well, currently, wouldn't that be Arab nations? I guess as so. opposed to yeah. Polish, yeah. Uh, Poland. Well, there you have it. It's uh, uh it you know what it is. It's a, uh, it's a fine kettle of fish.
5: What kind of flags are we
0: flying in GL? Just the GL flag and the American flag. Well, there you go. To be perfectly
5: honest, we can't even get the GL flag. Or
0: we're having tough. We're having a tough right. time getting GL flags.
5: Whatever happened to uh, the redesign committee for the GL fa- flag? That, so that was your log. committee. Oh, that was me. That was no. you.
6: Yeah, I gave up on that. Gave up a quick fight. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Lost interest right away. There's some famous people from Hamtramck. Rudy imagine. Tom, Rudy Tomjanovich, okay. remember the basketball player? Yeah, <laughs> which makes sense. That's a very Polish. That's name. Polish. Uh, Tom Pachorik, the baseball player, which is also a that's Polish. Polish, Polish. Name. And uh, Mitch Ryder, that really isn't, but I don't know if that's his real name.
5: It, it, you bypass
0: the Rider and the Detroit wheels. That's correct. Yes. It
5: kind of sounds like the fable of the frog and the scorpion, yeah. does it not? And
0: wasn't Hamtramck, uh, I think it had an auto manufacturing plant. Yes. I think it was one of the, the big three. Had they a were big, in the industry. They were in the industry. Did they make half tracks for the war there? Uh, quite possibly. Uh, Why is that funny? Half tracks for the war. Hamtramck.
6: I wasn't laughing.
3: Half-track those, those little Jeep things?
0: Kenny's, Kenny thinks it's amusing. Only because they come to see.
6: Half-track half tramick I think. Oh, I get Kenny. It. Yeah. Thank you, Kenny. I,
3: I think Kenny. he was thinking of a deep track.
6: Oh, okay, Kenny. Okay, Kenny. <laughs> wow.
3: I got it
5: right away. Try to keep up. You Here go. we okay, go. Kenny. One,
0: two, three, <laughs> three, four. Okay, Kenny. That's
5: that's great. <laughs> okay, Kenny. <get it>, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: Monday best. night sports talk today. We think is Pat here? Patrick. I am here. He's here. Yes, sir.
3: <laughs> there uh, he is. Only
0: because they come to us all the way from the traveling yeah. Lymans, who are still in Eden <laughs> Prairie, Minnesota, on this day, uh, September 18th, in 1844, Captain Seth Eastman became commander of Fort Snelling for the second time. On this day. September 18th. In 1902, Aurelia Wielden, one of the earliest female African-American boxers, was born in Minnesota. She she studied music at Macalester College, earned recognition as a world female champion bantamweight, and eventually moved to New York City and performed in musicals at the Apollo Theater. Isn't that a confusing this day in history? <laughs> yes. She studied music and was a was a champion bantamweight fighter, huh? Aurelia Wielden. On this day, uh, 918, we just lost him. Al Qui was born near Denison in Rice County beginning in 1958. He represented the state in Congress for 10 consecutive terms, during which he advocated legislative bills relating to education, agriculture, anti-poverty, and labor issues. In 1979, he was elected governor as an independent Republican. Mm -hmm. Thank you, mightily, Glers. Thank you, because you're GL. Yes, Johnny.
6: One more point, uh, just to uh, wrap it in a bow. There, the General Motors Detroit Hamtramck Assembly Plant, right on the border of both cities, it says, was one of the automaker's premier facilities and closed in March 2019. I'll be. So there was a big uh, GL. So all my
0: memories of Hamtramck are correct. Wow, like a steel trap. Don't question my brain. Like a steel trap. (laughs) That's
4: right. And don't forget to keep your eye out for that missing
0: jet. If you find that
3: jet call the Marines. <laughs> I'll right. we'll keep an eye out
0: for you. 843.
3: Hey, keep an eye out on uh, YouTube because Garage Logic has a YouTube page, uh, page that you can subscribe to for free. Yes, I said a 4 letter F-word free. Then when you go to the Garage Logic Town Council at garagelogic.com, that's only 10 bucks a month or 100 bucks a year but the entertainment value is in the trillions it's priceless that is the garage logic town council online shopping yeah you can do that start your christmas shopping early very early online at GarageLogic.com. we got some pretty good attire that make great christmas presents birthday presents halloween presents hanukkah yes kwanzaa yes very good a shirt for hanukkah i love what's it what's the matter you didn't like the other one you didn't like the other one what oy vey